We told you about Gaia Provides a couple months ago. Gaia Provides is back. They are a holistic small batch company crafting quality, lab-tested, hemp-based health and wellness products for pets. Kaplan, you've been giving it to Pancakes, Kaplan. Pancakes the dog over the last (laughs) few months. How's she doing? Yeah, she loves these. Uh, I give her the beef liver flavor, the ones for small dogs. Um, And I give her a half a treat in the morning, a half a treat at night, and she loves them. They're delicious. She always barks for them. Uh, She's a, she's a, you know, my dog's a little dog. She's a mental patient, I like to say. She's a lovable mental patient. So she's always, she's always uh, stressed out, neurotic, just like me about something. But these, these make her chill. They calm her down. Uh, She does, obviously, you know, she's in a wheelchair. She has a lot of uh, discomfort uh, naturally. And these definitely help. Uh, I definitely see, a, you know, she's has a high quality of life because of uh, we take good care of her over here. And these are a key part of our daily routine. So we love guy provides over here in the Kaplan household. And all these products cap are THC free. They do not have THC, which makes them safe for your pets. And I know pancakes is always scared. Of all those fireworks you have in Long Island City, Queens, right there on the East River. They're shooting them off all the time. How's she doing with the fireworks once she yeah. takes this guy it provides? Yeah, when I used to be, I used to dread fireworks. I used to dread loud noises and thunderstorms. Um, but now I just enjoy them because when I give them to the pancakes, this makes it, like I said earlier, it makes her calm, makes her cool, makes her collected, makes her just sit there and enjoy life. So these. Look at that. Uh, I love they you have can enjoy drops. fireworks again. You can enjoy America again. You can enjoy <laughs> freedom again with Gaia provides everybody check out Gaia provides and use our promo code lost L O S T for a great deal. That is www.gaiaprovides.com. And, and then just so you know, they also have on top of the treats, they have these little drops you could put in the food. So if you, you know, if you want to, you can get if they don't like the treat for whatever reason, these drops are also delicious. So guy provides what's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy and delicious breads, buns and tortillas. These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. You're listening to the world's smartest podcast network. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento. Some say the news is fake. Others say it's real. These two don't have the time to check. Instead, Turner Sparks and Michael Ira Kaplan turn to comics stationed around the globe to be their eyewitness reporters so that you can know what's really going on. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 249. My name's Turner Sparks. I'm Mikhail Kaplinsky. Yes, he <laughs> is. You can find me this weekend, uh, Friday night. I will be in, uh, where will I be? Where I will world? be in Leveland, Texas. I got to keep it straight here. Yeah. Leveland, Texas, the Wallace Theater doing two shows there. Come on out, Saturday night, <laughs> Dallas, Texas. Um, I will be in Dallas and then all next week I will be at the Tropicana Casino and Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada with Tom Rhodes, October 18th to 24th. After that, we got November 10th, Sacramento Punchline. These are the shows that are open to the public. I'm doing a ton of country club shows as well. Open to the public. Look at that. (laughs) I don't listen. I got, I got stuff to do here. I'm going to be in Eugene, Oregon. Uh, Corvallis, Oregon, and Portland, Oregon, w- a.k.a. Gresham, Oregon. It's a suburb of Portland. October 
28th, 29th, and 30th. Then I'm going to Northern California for a bunch of shows for country clubs around Northern California. So check yours to see if I'm there. And if I'm not there, complain and or, tell them. Yeah. You and need and, me and next if you're not a it. member of a country club, now's the time to join. Because now's and, and, the time and, to join because I could be coming. You could be coming. Like that's you do better. You do do you do different material for the country club? Do you give them something? Sure. Little, I do a yeah. ton of golf stuff. Golf I stuff. mix yeah, it up, yeah, of yeah. course. <laughs> so I'm gonna be, I'll be in Stockton, California, Pleasanton, California. All over Sacramento, Granite Bay, El Dorado Hills, plus the public shows. The Punchline, public Sacramento, shows. November 10th. These are shows over to the public. To the, public. <laughs> the peons, like Kaplan, can come to these. Yeah. Oh, November 10th, Punchline, Sacramento. December 3rd and 4th, Alameda Comedy Club in the Bay Area. Kaplan. Oh, and I think I'm going to get uh, uh, Chino on one of those shows. Oh, nice. From the, from the Philippines. He's going to be visiting. Whatever. Cap, You can find Cap on uh, Cap in America. Cap in America, baby. On all social media platforms. And, and Kaplan, today we have Misha Kalen joining us in just a minute. Misha, as for all those people who've been following the saga of Misha, he was in Belarus. He's from Belarus. He was living in Minsk for a very long time. He, that Lukashenko, the crazy dictator, took over the country. Right. He had to flee. Luckily, he is out of the country now. He is in the Ukraine, and we're going to talk to him in a minute all about how that whole thing went down. How, how you flee a country, how that He's even works. He's a man in a Cap. real bunker. He's really Before that, yes, we- patreon.com slash lost in America. We've said from day one, our goal has been oh, to hit yeah. $400 a month. And when we hit $400 a month in Patreon subscribers, we're throwing a yearly party at the Friars Club in New York City for all of our subscribers. Guess what? Last night, we hit $400 we, a month. I can't believe it. We've been saying this for months. It's been our goal. I was losing faith. And then all of a sudden, an alarm went off in my home. And I said, what is that alarm? And it was, it was, we had set it up the $400 marker. Boom, boom, boom. So, oh, you get it. Yeah. I you had the alert. confetti and the My fireworks. Computer started making a noise. I didn't know what was happening. What I <laughs> did fire. is I loaded a shotgun <laughs> and then I tied a string around it and I had it so my computer pulled the string on the shotgun. The shotgun blasted off straight yep. through Brooklyn, New York <laughs> last night around 1139 <laughs> when Drew Freilich went from $20 a month to 26 Wow. Because he you. said he was or 27, maybe he said he was sick of looking at that 394. I like how so he's he looking says, at the number. Just looking at it. Thank you, Drew, for getting and it. for that. I'm gonna read Drew read Drew Freilich because we got we got Bill Dodson coming up later with his ad. So I'm gonna mm. read Drew Freilich's ad right now. How about that? Bonus ad read. Look at that. Four hundred dollars. No, he's over twenty a month. He gets oh, right. his one for the month. This is a real <laughs> bad read. <laughs> Just, all right. So well. this is uh Drew Freilich. This is oh, this. $400 a month is brought to you by the bright Drutopian future <laughs> dash Drutopian future, a.k.a. Too Hot for Christian Radio. It's Drew's blog. Check it out at DrewFralick.com. He mixes religion. And he's also, he's a, um, what do they call them? A mentalist? A therapist? Yeah, a psychic. I, I don't know. Those are all different things. So no, he's a, he's, <laughs> a he's a therapist. He's a therapist. He's a therapist. A mentalist is not the same as a therapist. I don't know if you're aware. Well, they of check what, out your mental state. Therapy? <laughs> no, of yeah, course not. not. Yeah. So so he's a. Therapist. So anyway, this is he. This uh, Drew, bright Drutropian future at DrewFralick.com. He mixes uh, his his what he learns in you know religion. Plus, from what he learns being a mentalist. Can I tell you something? Speaking of that, you told me right before we came to air, I did not realize. I always thought Drew was the, the foremost Bibli- uh, Torah. I thought he was a Jew. I thought he was one of my people. 
I, I thought I didn't realize the religion. Because he's he, hardcore Gentile. He's such a hardcore Gentile that he corrected me a few times on Judaism. I got wrong on this podcast, which made me well, assume see, the, he was Jewish. Here's the thing, Cap. You guys have your five book, your five stories, or whatever it's called. Five, five books five of Moses chapters. Yeah, which is cute. But we got <laughs> yours plus ours. Yeah. Well, we got so if anyone's books. hardcore religious studies guy like Drew, he's gonna know both of them. Mm. That's so that's now what we, we got to get saying, a, you guys are more learned is what you're claiming if you're I'm not I'm just you're putting <laughs> words into my mouth now don't well, start it well true is because he's the one who uh true is I mean that's why I said to him on the air I said give us a high I even in an ep- you didn't even correct me when I said I gave him a give us a thirty six dollar I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> half the time I barely pay attention I can't correct you but thank all you, right Drew. so anyway. Uh, patreon.com slash lost in America. Let's keep it going. We'll give you a shout out on next a shout out on next week's pod. If you throw in five bucks a month, get you three extra episodes a week. Now today's episode. Yeah. We have Misha in Kiev, Ukraine. Ukraine. That's where he's hot. We're allowed to disclose that he's in the Ukraine. He's there now. Uh, his son is there with him. They've gotten out. I think we're going to skip this whole. What do you know? What do we know? Because we have we the man right here who knows everything. So Misha, first of all, congratulations. Really excited. You got out. We have people, I've told you this off the air, we have people writing in all the time being like, hey, how's Misha doing? What's going on with Misha? You become a, people are genuinely concerned about your safety. He's one of so our number happy. one characters. I think he is our number one. Really. I would say he's yeah. an outside of Cap and I, yeah. <laughs> and maybe, of us, I guess. Maybe Sugar Brady, our <laughs> Patreon subscriber. Misha's the number one on-air character. So yeah, welcome, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, it's good to see you guys. Uh, thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, I'm in a bunker, but it's actually a really, really cool hipster co-working space. It's uh, <laughs> it's an old bank, like uh, 19th century or something. Like it, it's an old bank, so it's actually really cool. So I'm not in prison or anything. Although, uh, you know, uh, they've tried. Like uh, I am in Kiev now. Last time we talked, uh, I was in uh, Yerevan in uh, Armenia, and Armenia, as you maybe. right. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, love number meeting. one. Exactly. <laughs> hey, uh, so uh, you remember the they they landed that plane, right? Just to get that uh, journalist guy. Remember that yes, story? Yes. What to catch our listeners back up? What happened with the Ukrainian? Oh no, sorry, the Belarusian government, Lukashenko, the dictator, um, basically hijacked an airplane that was just flying. It wasn't even supposed to be flying to Belarus. It was flying from one country to the other, and it was crossing over Belarusian airspace. Exactly. He flew a military jet up there and hijacked it so they could pull this journalist off the plane who had been critical of Belarus. Exactly. Uh, So right after I got back from Armenia, I decided to kind of make plans of leaving Belarus because I kind of had a feeling that things are going to get worse and worse and they are getting worse and worse. So now I'm, you know, I've been in uh, Kiev for two months now. Uh, I've got a job. Uh, The reason I can uh, travel around and like change jobs and everything, I just work in sales and like I've, uh, you know, and the experience that I got in China just makes me a pretty, uh, anyway, pretty competitive in the market, I guess. And I don't care what to sell. You know, I can sell AIDS to like kids with cancer. I don't give a shit. You know, know, if if they're paying me, you know. And you thought ice cream to an Eskimo was bad. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I won't say. Uh, yeah, was- you can sell it. You're a born salesman. You can, you're actually perfect for New York City. You could work down on Wall Street. Well, yeah, yeah but uh, honestly, Kiev is the new Wall Street. You know what I mean? There's like new. It, it's better. Right. Every salesman knows, right? There's uh, riches in niches. 
right? There's riches yeah. and niches. I don't know how you say it, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, niche so, markets. Yeah. So I'm looking for my niche markets, I guess, um, which kind of aligns with comedy and everything. Anyway, so I'm doing great in Kiev. My uh, my son is here. He's going to school. He's, uh, you know, he's doing great. Uh, we're doing well. Uh, news. Uh, what's happening now? Well, in- wait, can we start there? Let's yeah. Start, let's start with how you're doing. So how did so first of all that's great you and your son are both there and how what were the mechanics of that like how did you get did you have yeah. to flee do you have to cross land can you get it on an airplane uh, well exactly so it's uh, impossible it's nearly impossible to uh, get out by uh, land right it used to be as easy as uh, you know get on the bus and just going from minsk to kiev no problem at all like uh, a couple years ago that's how you did it and it's cheap it's like 20 dollars. boom you're there you know and how long is that uh, uh, a few hours uh, it's an overnight sort of uh okay. journey you know like eight hours seven hours something like that now i tried it uh this time and i had the necessary paperwork you basically uh pay uh, a company and they do like uh paperwork for you and uh so i tried that that didn't work so they took me off the bus i had to uh, go back to uh, minsk so uh, in a couple of days i just bought the uh the plane ticket and it just uh, flew again actually ironically through yerevan uh, to kiev because there are no direct flights so no direct flights limited uh land travel so that's the situation now it used to be easy now it's almost impossible and they you don't know uh what kind of people you're gonna meet uh on the border if they want to detain you they will detain you if they want to turn around and you know tell you to go home you'll go home if they let you in uh, they'll let you in so it, these are the people on the, the ukraine border no 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 no. ukraine border they don't care at all they will accept you uh because from their perspective if, if you're a belarusian citizen uh you don't even have uh, you don't need a reason you just need a belarusian passport because uh our you know the, the relationship that we've had for the last i don't know like 30 years that you can just with a belarusian passport there's no uh you can freely travel uh in uh, ukraine for the first like three months or something like that so uh, okay yeah it's all re- As it's almost like a tourist visa. exactly it's like a right so it's not like an asylum thing it's like they've actually had this prior relationship yeah yeah of course, of course. Get, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but now there's a the big di- uh, belarusian diaspora here there's uh yeah so i i hang out with a lot of uh belarusians lots of uh white red white flags here in kiev so uh and the uh 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 basically uh, kiev uh, citizens they support us ukrainians are great about it so uh, i feel really welcomed and uh, all my stuff is uh, sorted out all my like uh, paperwork and everything got sorted uh, so let's go through all that so so all right so you said that you tried first tried to get on a bus and that didn't work out what happened there <laughs> Uh, it's basically five people were taken off the bus. So who knows? Uh, but it, it's like a lottery essentially. And I shouldn't have uh, even tried it, but it's just, uh, basically it was just a spontaneous decision, right? Uh, okay. um, 
yeah, I, I basically shouldn't have risked it. Uh, I should have just uh, fl flown. But listen, flying used to be like a hundred bucks, you know, now it's more like 500, you know what I mean? And uh, so when you weigh it and you're like, hey, I can try it. If it doesn't work, I, I'll just uh, have to pay. And the bus is like $20. Exactly. You know, and that whole thing. And there's, yeah. there's no risk when you get on the bus. Like when they pulled you off the bus, did you think they were going to pull you and take you to jail? Well, uh, at that point, I wasn't uh, scared of that, you know. But now, the recent developments uh, in Belarus uh, is that a couple of weeks ago, an IT professional who worked at this uh, company, EPAM, right? Uh, he got shot in his own uh, apartment. Now, EPAM is a, it's sort of like Belarusian Google, right? Uh, it's, yeah. a, and the company that I work for in uh, Suzhou, in China, uh, it got bought out by EPAM. Think about it. I, uh, for, for like eight years, I worked for an American outsourcing company. That company got bought out by EPAM. Also an American company, traded on NYSE, right? Uh, headquarters in... Uh, in the States, um, not, not exactly sure where, but the uh, founder is from Belarus. I've met the guy. He's a really cool guy. I met him in like uh, 2011 when he came um, uh, to, to China. Sudo. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we were living in the same city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, everyone should know that already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. I, I, I should even say that uh, Drew, that you were talking about, and I went to the same university. So he's, he's part of my people, you know, the Christian people. Don't call me. Yeah. <laughs> That's why this came up. I found out you went to a Christian college together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're both, I think, uh, I also have like a second major, which is uh, biblical and everything. So I, I was going to. Oh, so you could correct me as well. On the... <laughs> well, it's been a while. Fact. It's been a while, but sometimes, uh, yeah, I'm known to do that. Anyway, uh, so EPAM, <laughs> big company, right? And uh, two weeks ago, uh, these guys, uh, who are not dressed as SWAT or anything, right? They just dressed, you, you can see that video and the video looks doctored, you know? Yeah. So they uh, break into a guy's house. The guy shoots one of them. But the crazy thing is as he's holding the rifle and everything and he's about to shoot, his wife uh, or his girlfriend or whatever is just, uh, you know, Take, you know, taping everything like on video, filming. just yeah, filming it on, uh, on, on her phone. And, and uh, the crazy thing is, uh, when you look at the video, you know, they have it from the perspective of the guys who are breaking in and from inside the house. And inside the house, it looks like it's uh, stationary and uh, using not a cell phone camera, but like a professional camera. So I've got a lot of, lot of questions. But you can see in the video that one of the supposedly SWAT guys is shot. But you cannot tell. They just look like, you know, hooligans or whatever. And apparently they have weapons and everything. So he kills one of the KGB guys. They kill the guy, the IT professional. And that starts a whole wave of repressions and everything. So everybody who commented in the, in sort of a supporting way or like the way that's critical uh, of uh, the current so-called government, you know, they all got taken in. At first, it was like 50 people. Then it was like 150. Now it's all over 200. So this is just... And when you say commented, do you mean commented online, online or yeah, in right. media? Yeah, exactly. So this is what they it, do now. Literally, if you just put something on a, in a like a reddit thread like oh like this government sucks exactly they're gonna f come find you exactly wow. okay. and they were going to his house to uh, arrest him or oh yeah why why did they want the epam guy exactly so uh theories uh my theory is just to create this precedent 
you know, because here's the thing. We're talking about a guy who blew up the, uh, you know, we had an explosion in the subway uh, 10 years ago. And uh, it was all like uh, staged as a terrorist act. But everybody in Belarus knows that it was done by the government, you know. Right. It was a fake so, terrorist act. Yeah. Just to kind of divert the attention because uh, people were quite uh, angry at the time at the government. So they kind of diverted the uh, attention of the masses uh that way right so uh this is this looks like their uh, playbook right so you create this uh situation where an, you know an e like a poster boy for it professional because they are uh, supposedly like the it professionals and everything they demonize them and they say like oh we have the common people and these are the sort of uh you know the rich and let's say the elites. yeah the elites and they are the ones and that are sponsoring the revolution they're trying to destroy our country you know because they're getting all the money from the u.s and everything so uh, yeah it's uh, that's the narrative basically so now so lukashenko is trying to paint the it professionals as these like bourgeois these like bourgeoisie exactly that we need to attack them and so literally they were going into this guy's house just to kill him or arrest him yeah exactly for being an it professional yeah and uh, listen we have a, a precedent of people uh he lives by like a big park and everything just you know you know uh, and we've had this happen before people disappear and then just they are found in the in a park hung to death and it's always uh, they, their whole body is like bruised and uh, their you know their injuries and it's always those like a similar type of knot that is used in those cases and there's like several there's a guy who was like an anarchist and an activist boom uh his uh you know hanging on a tree Misha, were you you were an it professional uh, yeah i worked for you i work in it now you know that's that's all i yeah. do for 15 years you know uh, so i just switched the direction because i was doing more like product management project management oh, and then uh, when i found uh stand-up i started doing sales because it kind of goes well together you know so yeah the, the situation basically is developing and it's becoming worse and worse they're trying to uh everybody who was active after the revolution everybody who was going to these early uh marches and everything remember when we were talking uh over a year ago uh we would have like marches every single weekend you know and yes. that's why they were like uh filming everybody you know and i'm not even uh mentioning you know the whole like cameras in the city and everything so everybody who was caught on camera they're trying to find those people now and you know let's say it's like hundreds of thousands of people they don't care you know so that it's all if it takes a couple hundred thousand people they'll uh one by one they will uh they will find them and here's a crazy thing you know they say like oh if you feel like you were caught come in you know give up first you know and uh come in people so, are, are people still doing it falling for that or no, people don't yeah, who knows no. I'm, I'm sure some of them so uh, th that's uh, it's a terrible situation because now uh we were gonna go i was gonna go on a business trip in europe and i need that uh, eu visa you know and my passport is old you know belarus gives a passport for like 20 years and it's been already like 10 years and they yeah. uh, in eu they don't like it so uh, usually it would be like really easy for me to just uh, change the passport you know uh, and uh after about a i think it takes like a week or like two weeks you know now i'm afraid to do that you know like it should be easy uh now i've got my uh ukrainian uh, temporary residence permit and everything so i should be able to go back to belarus and uh, come back to kiev no problem but i'm afraid you know i don't want to yeah, go and then 
time. Yeah, and and yeah. then you go with your passport, and they're like, "Hey, why do you need to change the passport? Uh, can yeah. you come in for a chat?" Boom, and then nobody sees uh, you again. So let's okay, yeah. I mean, jeez. What about the girlfriend of the guy that you said was filming? You said, was that suspicious? Like, was she? Was, did they arrest her, or did they just? Dude, I, I haven't checked in a while, but last time I checked, well, it, this is a recent story. This is like, uh, it happened like 10 days ago or something like that. So yeah. uh, I think nobody knows uh, what happened to her. Like it's still I get ongoing. Shootout, I don't want my wife filming it, but you know. <laughs> exactly. And it all looked fake, you know, and the guy, you got to watch that video. Seriously, I'll send you that video. You can maybe okay. uh, use, uh, you know, add a link or something, but you will see what i'm talking about like it looks doctored you really have questions mm. uh about how genuine this is and after here's the thing then the guy the top guy uh top military guy or whatever you know that kgb guy uh commented on the video and he said uh it was he was saying such awful things but he was basically saying you see how what these revolutionaries do you know so now uh, every time we uh, break in if we don't see hands in the air we start shooting and we basically do not hesitate to eliminate them you know like basically that's the kind of rhetoric so it just set the precedent and i think they're just gonna try to take I out as many and IT is bad, you said, because they're the elites. Is it also because that's how information spread? Yeah, they like they're really part of the resi the resistance. No, I guess it's just our only middle class, you know, because uh, Belarus is. Uh, they say that this is the country that's pretty much with no poverty, but essentially they just called middle class poverty. You know what I mean? Like yeah. uh, most people who are in the uh, budgetary s sphere, you know, like teachers, doctors, and uh, like all the uh, other people that are dependent on the government budget, you know, their salary is less than $500 a month, you know. Uh, now, yeah. I, in IT field, you can be making like four or five K a month, you know, up to 10 K, whatever. It's basically like... Like you were uh, making, yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's essentially Sales. it's a little less than the the U.S. salary, but it's uh, it's way it's more than enough than you need in the U.S. You know what I'm saying? So um, many, Belarus, many yeah. people yeah. Uh, many people feel like it's unfair. You know, why does the grandma uh, make uh, or whatever her pension is like a hundred bucks? You know, and some dude uh, you know who's coding and stuff, he's making five k. You know what I'm saying? Right. And uh, so they have. Uh, I guess this populist rhetoric is like, oh, these guys with the silver or whatever spoon in their mouth, all right, all, mm -hmm. all these things. And uh, these fat cat IT guys. Exactly. Popu classic well, populism. Like, it's how what IT we guys. say about Wall Street. They say, <laughs> there they say it about IT. E yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Occupy, yeah. occupy IT. Occupy EPAM. <laughs> <laughs> right. M meanwhile, we have yeah. these like tractor factories and everything that are not profitable. But, uh, you know, this guy, Lukashenko, is uh, boasting like he's proud that he's been subsidizing these factories for um, years, you know, so people get their whatever, like two or three hundred dollars a month. Now, everybody in the right mind will say like, this is uh, ridiculous. You don't know how economics works. Right. And uh, yeah, that's. You don't want to just subsidize a failing business. Exactly. But uh, yeah. the, what do you and, expect? And the, you know, the, we are pretty much, you know, you, remember my joke is like that uh, people from China come to Belarus because they want to see what it's like to live in a communist country, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's a great <laughs> joke. <laughs> that's basically what it is, you know? We're still living in a little Soviet Union. Uh, so, uh, all right, let's, I want to go back to like how you got out and how the family got out and everything. So, um, how 
like so you you said you got on an airplane was it difficult to buy an air i know it costs 500 dollars to buy an airplane ticket but you know some countries when people start to like leave and leave and leave they just don't don't allow like you make it impossible to buy an airplane ticket uh, it's actually uh, i guess they have some kind of logic behind it so they blocked off the uh the whole uh land essentially you couldn't travel on land but uh, you know the airways are essentially off limits i don't know why so so they kind of control the the flow of, of people but uh, I'm, I'm not sure exactly but they allow people to fly yeah which that means i mean that's so backwards because just basic. if i'm the guy if i'm lukashenko and i'm trying not to let people leave well, the people who are going to leave by airplane are the wealthy people that like the the mind. Usually it's like the people who have the whatever the intelligence or like higher, maybe not higher intelligence, but high, higher access to money. So therefore, the people who are going to be contributing tax dollars to your state. Those are the people you want to stay. You wouldn't. I, you know what I, I mean? I, Theoretically. Yeah. 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 I, I was trying to run a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought about it. I, I think it's uh, the logic right now is, hey, we're tightening things up but we haven't gone this far yet, you know? I see, and, yeah. And so, because once you start, uh, if you ban the whole uh, travel, I mean, the people that you, you're talking about, what about government officials or whatever, people who are in, uh, I mean, their theory is that we're the minority, you know? Uh, so, because, uh, and what about the other, you know, pro-government businessmen who are flying mm. around and all that shit? Not, not that I believe that the, the, there are, are, are a lot of people like that. So, I guess it's just... They're not there yet. I mean, what you're saying yeah, okay. is it's coming, right? But uh, two months ago, that was not the case. But listen, uh, was I afraid at every step of the way, you know, that's like you do passport control or something and they say like, oh, you know, there's, they have some kind of thing blinking when they look at your passport and or like scan it or whatever, and then they take you to a room. Every step of the way, man. Yeah. We were you flying with your son or your son came separately? Uh, separately. They came, uh, oh. they uh, left before I did, like a couple of months prior to. Uh, oh, so they were there. Okay. So other people with his mom or someone else with him came as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually when I was in Yerevan uh, and I, uh, I kind of touched on that a little bit. Remember, if you remember. Yeah. But, I know you didn't want to talk too much. Exactly. About exactly. Time. Yeah. 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 So. yeah. Okay. Great. Um, and so then. You buy your ticket and you, is it like, so the way you're describing it going for you going to Ukraine is like us going to Canada. Like we don't need a visa in advance. We just show up, they, they stamp something and we're in. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Uh, and for, for Ukrainians, uh, they're fine. So uh, they will accept you uh, when they turn, uh, you know, essentially this is how the customs, Belarusian customs guy, that's how he explained to me, you have enough reasons like the paperwork that you have. Uh, when I was trying to do it by land, he goes, yeah. uh, you have enough reasons to enter Ukraine, but you don't have enough reasons to leave Belarus. To leave no. Belarus? What does that mean? I thought you meant, I thought you were going to say to come back yeah. to Belarus eventually, but what does that mean to leave Belarus? Don't try to think uh, <laughs> about it. It's just the, he didn't know what he was saying. Well, no, I know what he's saying, but it's absurd. You know, it's it's Kafka esque. You know, this is uh, right. They're like, I mean, obviously you have reasons to leave if you're leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. The, that's the, well, like legal bases or whatever the fuck, right? You know, but uh, uh, you haven't been. Okay. Okay. But, but but it has nothing to do with the legalities or anything. Uh, it's just 
they passed some kind guy. of law and uh the you know they said it's because of coronavirus but we all know why they're doing mm. it. Mm. so I'm then keep- all right so you land in kiev and you already have a few uh you connect us with anton Timoshenko. right so you know yeah. some people when you already before you get there yeah 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 so um i already had a job lined up and everything so that was great uh uh, and uh, yeah, and I started. I, actually, the day I arrived, here's the funny thing: the day I arrived it was a Tuesday, and they had a money mic, English money mic. You know, everybody does a set, and then uh, they, the every, you know the best comedian gets the money. Guess who got the money, man? This guy. <laughs> <laughs> you won a contest your first day. Yeah, my, my first day. Yeah, stand up, stand up in English. Boom. <laughs> so yeah. that's it. You're immediately a professional comedian yeah. in Ukraine. Kind of. Did you dude. start with I just flew in from Belarus? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah. You know me too well. Uh, hey, uh, yeah. And boy, uh, are my guns in. <laughs> <laughs> I am, uh, I, and I'm doing regular shows in English now, and they're uh, they're blowing up, man. They're they're growing. Um, see, my um, plan, um, you know, my strategy is to get a bunch of expats. The guys who did it here uh, before me, you know, and, and that's what they did uh, in Minsk too. That's what I did in Minsk too. We started out and you cater towards the students of the linguistic universities and all, all that. Uh, it doesn't work, okay? So you got to bring in mm-hmm. the expats. You got to put them on stage because even if they're not funny, people are way more interested in their in their stuff yeah. than some schmuck whose uh, English, uh, I mean, his English is shit and his stand-up is shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's a bad combo. But yeah, even if your uh, jokes are okay in English, they're usually even worse, you know. And then, yeah. and then you have uh, like uh, we actually have uh, some uh, guys uh, like foreign people who have uh, stand-up experience. Anyway, so it's a uh, dude. We've had people from like Indonesia, London, Canada, um, Germany, Pakistan. And that's just off the top of my head. That was just last show, you know. And they're there. They're professionals working there. Um, well, not quite, not quite. But okay. there were some people from the scene. Actually, two guys from Minsk uh, also moved to Kiev. Uh, one of them is from Australia. So we we've been doing it for like almost a year now. Me and him. So basically, not like uh, super professional, but also that guy Ori. Remember who? Uh, did shows uh, in LA, but he's originally from uh, Israel. He he stops by uh, Kiev sometimes, so we get some people stopping by uh, who can who you can call professionals. But everybody else is just uh, like the local. Oh, scene. when I said professional, I meant like they they're like expat working professionals who just happen to be living in in uh, Kiev. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we're, we're getting there. Uh, for now. Actually, there are, there are a few people that you might know uh, here in Kiev that uh, recognize you from uh, shows in uh, yeah Hong Kong and uh, oh, uh, other places. Uh, we should so I don't have to like name people and you go like oh, yeah I, you I don't can know. tell me up yeah the, up I'll tell you. Right. Right. you say, if Turner's name carries a lot of weight though. You're saying in this. <laughs> you Kiev. walk in, you say uh, in Kiev. I'm a big name, dude. Yeah. Uh, for sure, yeah, yeah. When I mentioned Turner yeah. Sparks and Andy Curtin, uh, I I get some doors open up for you. Yeah, in Kiev. <laughs> dude. Honestly, I don't know what. Maybe that's uh, maybe that's uh, why. That. But uh, I've been uh, very lucky, you know. They accepted me to the comedy circuit. I've been on. I've been on posters. You know, I've only been here for two months. I've been on like 
I'm on Look I'm on that. I'm on some poster like every single week, man. Seriously. Look at that. Yeah, I already yes. do. Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, so I'm doing um, shows in English. Uh, yeah, I'm, I try to be on stage every day. Like it's growing even faster than. Uh, uh, oh, by the way, uh, I have news about Minsk stand up. I think it's gonna die soon. Somebody sent. Oh, wait, 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 hold that, we, hold that. We, That's a great teaser. Tease Minsk. that though. Hold that thought. Because right we gotta we gotta uh, get in, get to our ad break here. Oh, do you know? Do you remember Bill Dodson from Sujo? Yeah, I remember him. Yeah. All right. Well, Bill Dadson's also an author. Uh, he used to release his books at the the Sujo the Bookworm Book Fair, right. the yearly book festival. Right. All right. So he has a new one out. It's um it's called Virtually International, and I did a book talk with him. I I used to do him with him when his books would come out. We would go to that like book festival at, at the uh, downtown Sujo, and I would interview him about his books. We did the same thing a few weeks ago virtually. Uh, about this book, Virtually International. So it's a it's a new book focused on international, doing business internationally, but doing it virtually. So when you have like a team member, one in wherever, one in Ukraine, one in Australia, two in London, one in New York, and one in California. And he has stories, but also like, like uh, uh, advice for how to manage these people. But it's also hilarious. He has all these stories about like getting drunk in Chinese business meetings, which I'm sure you've done the same. Uh, as I have. And also the one he told me last week, this is great. Or I was reading about last week, which is great. Is the, uh, this idea that whenever you do business with an American company, they, they always insist on like, they don't even think about what it time it is your time. They're just like, Oh, we're going to do it at noon. And that could be like one in the morning on a, on a Saturday morning for you. And that's just what time they have to have their meeting because they have like yoga class at 11 <laughs> and they have whatever going on at one. And so he has all this stuff like trying to get Americans to understand a be the best way to work with people internationally. The other thing he mentions is uh, people, he said like people always use like baseball references. Like, oh, like we got to this meeting, we, we're, we got whatever, two strikes, one more to go. Whereas like 99% of the world doesn't play baseball and has no they understanding. They don't know three strikes. Is. Misha doesn't know. <laughs> no, Misha does. Misha yeah. lived in America, but most right. people don't. So That's... anyway, virtually international, everybody pick it up. Uh, we put the Amazon link in this website. It's the, if we're recommending one book for the year, well, two, we got, we got Andrew Heaton's. Uh, one, we Los have Angeles one poetry book and we got one business advice book. There you go. That's, That's our, our, our business book. book Forget for Oprah's book club. We got the lost in America book club. And we got Drew's blog. I'm so. going to start. I'm going to exactly. I'm going to start making cricket references and see how far I get in business with all. There of my, you go. All of my meetings. <laughs> all I know is a wicked googly. <laughs> wicked googly. That was from like Sorry, Married an Axe Murder. That yeah, I don't even get that far. Like my, innings. Lots of innings. <laughs> all right. And now a word from your local sponsor. All right. We're back. Uh, Thank you, so local we, sponsors. Uh, Thank you so much to all the local sponsors. Kaplan, what did you say last week? It was like we had an ad, they dropped in an ad from the cops or something. Oh, our opening ad in Queens. I don't know how, it's very local. So it might be different in Brooklyn because you're in a more liberal, progressive part of New York City. But in my blue collar part of Queens, I got a, our opening ad was for the New York Police Department. Like join the <laughs> join the police department. Like why, it's great oh, career advancement. I was like, why do the police need ads? No, like, it's a recruiting video. It was oh, like join the army, okay. join the navy. Like I was like, oh, I'm gonna sign up. People are gonna they're they're very influenced by ads because of us because oh. we say to support all of our sponsors. Well, maybe so. Weatherman Keith will join the <laughs> join the maybe military. the entire Yenta pack will join the army. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> join sugar the break. Yeah. All right, uh, Amisha. So anyway, you were you were telling us that. 
comedy because you were building the comedy scene for a few years there in in Belarus and Minsk, and now what's it's dying. Well, I mean, I don't, uh, I don't build anything, right? I'm just uh, I participate in things and I help out with, with everything, right? But uh, we all uh, got to this point uh, in Shanghai uh, where the club carries you only so far, but then you have to work on your brand essentially right yes. you, you you have to work on yourself as, as the comedian and that uh, has a lot of weight you know like uh, more so than a club you know like when you have your audience and then you can unite with like three other people that have audiences boom you can start doing shows right i mean sure and so uh things are still going well i guess i, I see people doing shows but Today, somebody uh, sent me a screenshot. There's a, a media outlet uh, that is like pro-government in Belarus. And it's uh, they use this kind of uh, very hype uh, language. And it's, it's very similar. Uh, it's kind of like cancel culture, but the bizarro cancel culture. You know what I mean? That's what they're trying to do. They, they, uh, the, the post has uh, a... A poster from a comedy show and it just says like look at what these uh, people are doing you know this guy this guy's a clown he's uh just look at his social media these guys are uh you know the traitors they want to ruin our countries i can't believe they let them do shows and make money who's letting them do shows perhaps you're also in on it question mark you know so they're basically and this is from major media well, I mean, you can't call them major. It's just essentially oh, government, these, government media, state media, kind of, kind of, kind state of, cancel but, culture. But it's like they're in PR, right? Like right, they're right. not mad about trans jokes. It's not the Chappelle stuff, but it's yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, but it would be like a, a, a Telegram channel, right? That's supposedly mm. grassroots and everything, but we all know that it's uh, funded by the government. Yeah, and uh, and it's people that I know on that poster, you know. And so oh, that's basically so they they have a target on their back now. Exactly. So they need to do something and uh, I I'm already talking to a lot of people and uh, I think most of them are going to either go to Moscow or they they're going to go to Kiev or other places but it's uh, definitely something that needs to so, happen. So how did you pick Ukraine? Yeah. How did you pick Kiev? Um uh, I mean I guess it's easy because Kiev is an amazing city. You know what I mean? It's uh, I would say it's better than Moscow because Moscow is uh, basically the same as Belarus. Uh, see, the, the joke is people are saying that, that, that Russia has uh, annexed uh, Belarus. But really, in reality, it's more like Belarus has annexed Russia. You know, that's the same thing that uh, happened with Chechnya. You know, they think they, uh, you know, uh, essentially Russia is just a big... Uh, source of money for chechnya you know and che you know the the uh chechnya uh, chechen officials they can do whatever they want they have all the freedom they're manipulating putin same thing with this guy lukashenko is manipulating putin not vice versa he's getting what he mm. wants uh yeah. russia gets nothing from it you know and uh putin uh, just by as uh, associating with Lukashenko, you know, he kind of sets the precedent in his country. And what's going on in Russia now, there's lots of crazy shit is going on. Way worse than uh, Belarus. Uh, have you seen the yeah. videos, uh, the, the, the torture that's going on in, in their prisons? Uh, no. Check it out. Well, uh, basically, long story short, uh, going to Moscow is not safe. 
And uh, I was going to say that sounds like going from going from mints to Moscow sounds like out of the frying pan into the fire. Exactly. Man. That, but a lot of people don't get it. You know, there are some comedians they still think that uh, oh, my goal is to get on TV in in Russia, but nobody, ah. you know what I mean? Like, uh, like my uh, view of it is TV is dead everywhere so you gotta yeah. you know c- become a master of this craft that you've chosen which is stand up you know which takes about 10 years and, and that's just the beginning you know and then you're like all right yep. now this is my journey right and, and then you start kind of advancing and becoming a, a great comedian rather than a okay comedian right yeah what i always say is like 10 years is how whatever some people take seven years some people takes 15 years some people but 10 is about the average it took me about 10, I would say. And once you get to 10 years, as you said, now you just have a product, yeah. thinking sales, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's every other business you start. If you own like a, if you used, like in the old days, a blockbuster video, your product is the, is the video. You just buy it and boom, day one, you have it. In our business, you have to take 10 years to develop your product. But even then, there's no guarantee. That just means now you can start. Now you actually have something to sell, which is your act. Absolutely. And now you got to turn into a business and go on the road and do that. And totally agree on this idea that TV's TV might not be like dead, but it's definitely unnecessary. It's not necessary anymore. Right. Like you can have a whole career online. Or on podcasting or on putting out sketch videos. Or whatever and we you turned do. down so many TV opportunities to focus on this podcast. You think Saturday Night Live hasn't been on our balls for I the mean, past few years we to know join it's, them? It's dead. So we just said, Please. No, we got better things to do. Well, yeah. Uh, well, for, first thing, uh, what you said about uh, seven and 10 years, that's actually, uh, uh, let me run this by you, you know, because uh, first time I went up on stage was exactly about 10 years ago. Uh, you started. Mm. Uh, uh, earlier than that but you remember uh, back in those days basically uh this is what i tell people right so perhaps the first time i i went up on stage was 10 years ago but in the last three years i got more stage time than in the previous seven you see what totally. i'm saying so, yeah and the same with me like it's i technically started in december of 2009 i think you were probably there that was the first one i ever did but the first year, I think I did comedy once a month. Yeah. And I wrote a new set every time. Exactly. So I wasn't really, it almost like doesn't count. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you came, and then I think you joined maybe when I was starting my second year. And we were all pretty new. We were all kind of at the same level of like, we don't know what we're doing. And then really when I got to New York in 2016, the last five years, even with the pandemic, I've been doing this new show online every Friday night on Zoom. So even with the pandemic, I've progressed more in the last five years for sure than I did, I don't know, year by year, it's more, you know? Yeah. Meaning like the one year in New York is like three years in the previous scene in in China we were in. Uh, Exactly. That's my experience too. And now when you're running, you know, to three shows a night or like uh, we had the... a show it wasn't classic stand-up but just like five comedians talking shit for like hour and a half and you're on stage for an, an hour and a half you know what i mean uh we did that's like a whole month of back in the day uh stage yeah. time you know what I'm, right yeah yeah yeah. uh and so, so how'd you pick kiev so you it has a good comedy scene it was it was welcoming to be- it was gonna was a community protect- or there already right like it was gonna protect you from Belarus exactly so people are friendly uh, I lived in Lviv if you remember uh, the 2018 2019 so I'm familiar with uh, Ukraine and uh, so it was just a logical sort of choice uh, it wasn't uh, you know so it's not 
different you know like for instance yerevan uh the language barrier and everything and like you you mm. feel very disoriented because their alphabet or whatever right uh you can't even yeah. read it you know here at least uh ukrainian i can read it and i c- can comprehend it i understand it pretty well you know uh armenian how similar is the language or is it the it's, language? it's very similar you, you just <laughs> have to get adapted to it and you i mean you can just clarify the meaning once in a while but it's fine so your son's not having any issues in school oh that way i mean it's he's definitely having issues but we don't oh, okay. we don't really care yeah. like i told him listen just <laughs> i study here's the thing oh, me and him uh i teach him english and his english is good uh and uh, he's a skater you know and i'm thinking like skating plus english i guess he's <laughs> Future he's is. gonna be cool yeah, he didn't he, need school yeah, he what is school for <laughs> but seriously school is bullshit you know what i mean and uh, Wait, how old is he again he's 14 you know oh, oh he's 14 wow i haven't seen him in a while yeah, he, yeah. he's almost I'm thinking like a five-year-old exactly <laughs> no dude he's like almost taller than me and he loves uh like design and like drawing and everything and he he, he draws really well you know so i feel like yeah. i basically i kind of know what he what he's like he, you know i see a lot of parts of myself in him you know so i know he's just not he's not interested in this other stuff so just let him excel at what he's good at and leave him alone you know yeah you have to wear masks in school in the ukraine what's the <laughs> yeah 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 all of that uh, but to, listen to really? i think his english is shit and everything but he's actually like the best in the school you know the best in his class so i'm sure yeah so yeah. i just have higher standards and he's got chinese mm-hmm. going for him you know because he you know anyway he was a trilingual kid uh he speaks Chinese too, yeah? Well, he went to uh, three years of Chinese uh, kindergarten and everything. He used to be like, yeah, Chinese like used to be his first language, you know? I remember, yeah. Now it's uh, probably the worst out of three, but I think my standards for him are too high and uh, I'm kind of tough on him, but he's he really is a great kid. So uh, I, I'm just, and- uh, yeah, I'm telling him, uh, listen, just apply yourself in something. I understand there's going to be like things that you don't care about. And listen, I don't care about them either, you know. So just, just try to graduate. Yeah. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Parent and what about? A... Um, so what kind of visa did you get? A work visa? You sound like you set up your job before you got there. Yeah, yeah. Did you get a work. Visa? Yeah, essentially, the company just paid for the lawyer. Uh, I had a person who would just tell me what to do, what uh, taking because it's a maze and bureaucracy is crazy here. Yeah. Uh, just like in uh, Belarus, in some ways, you know. So I, I just had somebody take care of all of that, and I got everything sorted. Uh, very in a short period. So of you time. hired an agent or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. I, I got my like, yeah. I think I think I'm a like a CEO of a company now. Like I've got like a stamp and everything. I have my own company. I have my own private. I think I'm the CEO of a company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't even know. Look at this modesty. I don't even realize well, I became the CEO. They give me these documents, but they're all they're all in Ukrainian. But I see that I'm like my name, and it says the. the <laughs> Do you have a job title on your email. Yeah, you need to get that straight out for your signature. Uh, th- uh, this is all like set up uh, so I can get uh, my uh, you know residence permit for three years. No. You know, but the actual company that I'm working for. I guess, but listen, it's fun oh, too. So you're the CEO oh, of like of a, I see my own company, but but, but the company that I work for is you know it's also very small. It's a startup, you know. So we're all everybody is a department, you know. Like I, I'm the sales partner, yeah. But I, you know, I create my own processes. 
I do whatever I want. Yeah. That's why I love this, uh, you know, these different startups and everything because you can just honestly do whatever, you know. It's way better than a corporate job. That's why people, uh, yeah. they go like, oh, me, you should, yeah, but you're not a real comedian because, you, you know, you're not touring and everything. And I go like, listen, yeah, because I, I wouldn't want to tour, you know. Like I like. Well, it's also like, hey, everybody, settle down. I just escaped a country. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> like, like exactly. Give me During some time pandemic. here. Yeah, really. and, and uh, you know, why would I want to tour if uh, you know I'm uh, you know my office is here, just dead center, like downtown and everything. All the shows are like five to ten, fifteen minute walk, or sometimes you take a subway for a couple of stops. That's it, and uh, it's every day. It's like three or four shows there. Why? Why would I want to go to some like village in Ukraine or something and try to do my yeah. uh, George Floyd jokes and everything? Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> the villagers George of Floyd. Ukraine don't get George Floyd references. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually, I don't know uh, if I should say say this or not. But anyway, I got arrested already in, in Kiev. You know, I got taken in. Jesus. Yeah, with with weed, with weed. Yeah, I've been smoking for like. Uh, listen. Oh my God! You got to be careful, Misha. We don't want you sent back. Weed's illegal in uh, well, in Kiev. but he, here's the thing, right. uh, I, you know, I thought it was legal because like everybody's smoking it, you know, and they oh, say okay. it's not a big deal. And I was in the cab, you know, and they stopped the cab, and I guess I just looked high to them or something, and then they started searching me and everything. Uh, and listen, it was a weird situation what? because it was like one a.m. You know, why can't I be high? You know, that's why I was telling you. <laughs> Well, you cops. weren't smoking it while you were, you weren't like puffing a joint in the cab. No, but they uh, took away my weed and everything. I stayed in the uh, police station uh, until like six in the morning and then I leave, but they didn't take all my weed, you know? So at six, <laughs> six a.m. I'm, I'm waiting. They didn't see that pocket? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they didn't look very well, you know? So, uh, you know, I, I leave the police department at 6, uh, 6 a.m. I'm waiting for my cab. What do I do? You know, I have some, like, five minutes to kill. So, of course, I, I like, I pack a bowl, you know? And I, as they didn't I, take the butt boy? <laughs> yeah, they didn't take. I had a grinder and everything, you know? They didn't take any of that. Yeah. So, <laughs> Sounds great. So, all right. So, you get, you get to stay for three. You're looking for a three-year. Uh, so, how does... Wait, why is Kiev's... Because you said Kiev's comedy scene, three or four shows a night. How is... This sounds like it's like, what am I thinking of? Uh, like West Berlin or something. Like Yeah. Essentially, that's the feel that I'm getting there. It's just like a really, it's like Minsk, uh, but way cooler. You know, it's like, yeah. Uh, so essentially Minsk and the Kiev, it, w- it would be like uh, East and West Berlin, you know, because uh, yeah. archi- architecture is similar, you know, the city kind of, but it's way better you know there's more variety people have more money you know they seem uh, they have more expandable uh income you know they go out they spend money they don't care you know and uh yeah and it's easier to make money nobody uh is policing your uh basically in ukraine you want to do a show you want to take money at the door nobody cares in belarus you have to set up the whole private blah 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 uh enterprise and run it through there and pay taxes listen we're talking about like a couple hundred bucks you know just yeah we're making like uh, just let us make some money first you know i understand when we uh, level up a little bit you know and start making like thousands of tenth of thousands then we'll give you a cut if we're making you know like a thousand dollars and that's our whole revenue why you know why bother yeah, with, with, these, with these coins essentially and and um and then the, you said there's a there's a belarusian community because i know that like i was reading about it tons of belarusians 
for all the reasons you mentioned, have been coming flooding into Ukraine. First of all, very cool that they're just accepting everybody. And then do you guys have like a neighborhood now where everyone lives in? Or uh, not quite a neighborhood, but there's a, there's a place called Karma in Minsk. There's a bar called Karma, and uh, the guy who opened it in Minsk opened it in Kiev, and it's a really cool place. It's like a bar, but it's actually it's more like an apartment. Basically, you uh, you have to. Uh, a buzz uh, sort of uh, it's a closed place and it's very discreet so you don't know like if you've never easy. been there yeah yeah but but it's more like uh, but the vibe is they don't make like classic cocktails or anything it's more like karma everything is like hippie-ish style everybody smokes mm. weed there you know and uh, you basically uh they open we the gotta go there cat yeah seriously yeah. it's, it's, it's a great place don't get a place. taxi afterwards and, and it's, and it's, because, it's, like a- it's yeah, and it's like a place. It's got several rooms, and you just socialize with people. You can just uh, uh, come into a room and start talking to people. So it's not. It's way less formal than a bar, and it's just a great community of people. Lots of Belarusians come. Uh, the guy that runs it. Actually, I might do comedy there. You know, it's like a, the, the the kids here. They're crazy. They do stand up in subways and everything. And uh, yeah, <laughs> and it was crazy. They did they did a show on in the subway train. You know. In the in the subway car, and uh, so they told them to stop, and then on the, in a couple of stops later, uh, cops come in and they go, "Oh, you have to stop it!" And the comedians go, "You guys uh, like it?" And the 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 audience, I mean the passengers, <laughs> the passengers go, "No, no, no, we like it." And so the cops go, "Okay," and they left. Really? Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's because they hate the cops here. They're you like, know? "Let's let the audience decide if this is legal or not." <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the cops do that, just do uh, that George left. Floyd joke for the cops there, <laughs> dude. I, I, I did a couple jokes to the cops. Listen, uh, the cops themselves. First of all, I think uh, the corruption here is huge, and uh, basically it was a long process. The guy uh, who stopped me, then the uh, another car came, then another car came. But uh, I was telling them like, why are you doing this? And the guys who were like doing the whatever the registration work and everything, they were saying, yeah, I know, I don't know why they did it. That's crazy. They're taking you out of a cab. And then the the lawyer, you know, that came, he goes, you know, you didn't have to get out. No, I actually don't know. You know, hey, like I got here yeah, two well, months I ago. I don't know yeah. what the rules are. Yeah. And honestly, me at the airport. Uh, listen, now uh, after spending enough time with them, uh, cops are really stupid. Did you know that? I don't know. Maybe it's just Be- <laughs> Belarus and Ukraine, but maybe. Uh, but how does the po- how do the po- jails compare? Ukraine versus Belarus? Because you've. It's yeah, same, you've been in both. same shit, dude. The, okay. And and the cop and the people are the same. You know, they have no soul. You know, I feel like cops are just the same everywhere. So uh, basically, uh, from now on, uh, I decided I, I'm not. I'm never gonna get caught. You know, it's just there's no way. You know, and, and because uh, they're, they're just too dumb. It's just I didn't try. You know, I didn't know the game, but now I know the game. Because uh, first of all, I will never fucking speak Russian to them again. If they uh, approach me, I just speak English. You know. Let's oh, go to the fucking. Yeah, that's it. I'm a diplomat, you know. And I'll yeah, just tell yeah, yeah. I'm let's a diplomat. Fu- you know, let's go, you know, to the American embassy. You know, meet me. Tell at the drop a is- baseball reference on them. Talk yeah, about yeah. Strikes. Tell them your name strikes. is Tyler Sparks. <laughs> Tyler Sparks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Give I'm- them a business card of someone American. It is like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Wait, no, I, don't do that. I, I, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm just gonna Not speak Tyler, English but... and, and just be. Uh, and, and plus, in that moment, I just should have taken my weed and just hid it in the taxi. I just did not even fathom that it's possible to take somebody out of a taxi at one a.m. You know. Yeah. Now, we did. We did. You. We read that there was a uh, an active uh, a Belarusian activist who who lives in Kiev who was killed recently. Is that? 
by uh, like the Belarusian aid? Ah, uh, uh, that's he... a good. Uh, you sh- you should have told me before the podcast. I would have oh. looked it up. <laughs> oh no, I thought you might have known about it. Vitaly Shishov is his name, but mm, there's a yeah. few cases that are going on, and plus there's uh there's another there's somebody got uh, shot recently that's uh, in uh, Ukrainian politics. So there's a lot of things that are going on. I wasn't following. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, that's good. This, this guy's just trying to live, Kaplan. Well, I didn't know if it was the type of thing people are talking Come about on. in the community and the karma. <laughs> like, you hear, you hear about Vitaly. Uh, it's uh, not a big news story, I guess. It's not a big. That's good. I yeah, it's good, and then it's not like changing how people. Are it, it's like COVID. You know what I mean? At first, you know, people start dying, and you go, "Oh my god, it's terrible!" And then uh, after a while, you go, "Like yeah, people are dying." You go, yeah, all right, "Well, fuck them." You know, I mean, we all yeah. die. We're all gonna die. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's a great it really turns on the cause well, well, now that you well, got seriously. out you're like i hey, fuck them <laughs> well, well seriously i feel like uh, uh, the uh, squid game right that uh, tv show is exactly about that you know it's we like gotta, do you no, spo- that no spoilers yeah. <laughs> well there are no spoilers but uh, the 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 takeaway sort of from uh squid game is like hey uh people do fucked up things and at first you do it and you're like oh my god this is appalling but then everybody's doing it. you're like yeah let's all kill yeah. people yeah it's like the zodiac mass murder killer. yeah mass murder, murder becomes is not that bad. hand <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah exactly murder Big deal. Uh, mass murder is actually not that bad if you think about it you know it's hitler once That's- said you know <laughs> That's the clip. Cut that for Instagram. <laughs> You're going yeah. all in today. The, the Telegram ca- uh, cancel culture is going to be after you for. Well, um, listen, bring bring it on. I need uh, as much awareness uh, and everything, so <laughs> I, I, I want to get canceled. So if if that makes if that helps me to get noticed, cancel me. All right, cancel okay. me before I even uh, whatever. <laughs> What's the opposite of cancel? You know, exist before I yeah. exist. Can you cancel me? <laughs> I think you're uncancelable. Yeah, uh, for for now I'm not. So what? So uh, can you now travel outside of Ukraine? Or are you kind of like you Only, just stay there? Yeah, to shitty countries that I don't need a visa for. You know, so, okay. <laughs> so the countries that uh, well, actually, uh, I take it back because Ar- Armenia, I don't need a visa for, and that's a beautiful country. That's the best country on earth. Best country. On it earth. took us to number one. So, yeah, yeah, number the the greatest place. It is paradise. So uh, <laughs> it's yeah, the promised land. If you know any, anyone who can get me any kind of passport, uh, EU or US, holler at me. I need a passport. So the. Uh, the other reason, other ways you'd have to go back to the Belarus, yeah, Belarus and get a new passport there. But I'm looking into ways of getting a citizenship of uh, of some you, other con- uh, country. You know what you have to do if you have to do that is you have to pretend you have to. You said be pretending to be American. You have to pretend to be like Cuban or or like Middle Eastern or something. Because we were reading the other thing Lukashenko is doing is he's like sneaking people like migrants out of Belarus into other countries. You know about this? No, no, no. Yeah, Kat, let me explain. He's taking he's he's t- telling like Cuban uh, refugees and Middle Eastern Afghanistan refugees. refugees yeah. Welcome. You're welcome to Belarus. Come to Belarus. We'll take you. And, and then, then when they get to Belarus, he gives yeah. them a one week visa to stay in Belarus and then puts them on a bus and takes them to the Polish border and pushes them out the bus and says, hey, now now you got to go to Belarus. Now you got right, to Poland. screw up with it because he's like mad about the sanctions. He's trying to mess with the EU. Trying to sneak them into <laughs> to, to Poland. Yeah. yeah, Poland and the Baltic countries. Yeah. Uh, so you got to maybe Lithuania. just pretend. So, uh, it's crazy, right? Isn't that, yeah. That, or, is that insane? You're, <laughs> or you just stay. Or just stay. Or yeah. uh, if some beautiful uh, uh, female from the United States wants wants to uh, er, get into it. We need to do a dating game. 
There That's an episode. Date Misha. Misha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Data, a refugee. Data refugee. Data refugee. Data refugee. Asylum seekers. We'll call them. <laughs> and we're back on Data Refugee. Come on. It, Come on. it, it, it has a ring to it. Come on, man. That's actually it's a great pretty good. That's a good and bit. And we'll pick a few different... Wait, you get to choose the lady or how do we do this? Yeah, or do we have other contestants? No, 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 no. She can choose, actually. We can do it like the classic dating game. We have three refugees and then the... You know. <laughs> we got to find other refugees. We got to find a couple others. We'll, 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 uh, we'll make it the year of the best catch of them all. Oh, we'll, that's we'll, even worse. There's three refugees. Yeah, she three refugees one. picks one. Get a, yeah. <laughs> So we need a few. What other countries have we got in our podcast? Yeah, we'll. Uh, well, yeah, we, we got to find. We got people. a few ideas. Yeah, so let's just leave it at that. We have a few ideas. <laughs> Don't check the news, Misha. The American <laughs> news. We yeah. we we're pretty good at making refugees these days. So we'll, but we'll stack it so that the she'll more. We'll make it so that she's likely to pick you based on the questions we ever ask her. Yeah, we ask. <laughs> do it, man. Do it. I'm I'm desperate. Uh, actually, yeah. I was thinking about it. Just knowing that I can't go anywhere, it it, it kind of it, it's not a fun feeling, you know. I wish I had a passport that just allows me to go anywhere I want, you know. Because yeah, uh, the crazy thing is uh, the company was about to pay uh, for my uh, trip to Lisbon in Portugal. There's like a web summit going on where we're gonna go there, and then you know our CEO is saying like, "Hey, uh, so basically, uh, yeah, I'm limited." Uh, in travel it's not a good thing because we're planning lots of trips uh, for like looking for funding for our startup and everything and i can't do any of that um yeah but i mean like big picture you're you're out of belarus you're into ukraine which is pretty good i know yeah. but and you're the ceo of your own company so give yourself exactly. a large you travel and expenses budget and get get out get moving <laughs> yeah i guess or yeah, or right. we find you an american or we find you an american if anybody wants to be your misha's american bride Email right us. in lostinamericanpod lost American at gmail com. Even if it, even if it's a gay marriage, it's fine as long as he oh, has a, oh. as long I as he has a, a job. Though, okay. Does yes. running a blog in Long Island City count as a blog as a job? Because I've got the man for you. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking. This guy who lives in his building. Uh, He's sassy. We might be able to do better. We'll, we'll, we'll put man. our heads together. Um, all right, uh, Misha. That's it. Thanks so much for doing it, man. Thank you, and guys. congratulations to you and the whole family. And um, Cap, now we might have to go to Ukraine. You know, we said we we're going to go to Belarus, but then the pandemic <laughs> came and then Lukashenko came. Well, we're not going to Belarus. I think that's safe. We're that's not going there. The, that's, but you want to see the Kaplinskis. I do want to see where my people. Yeah, that's going to have to wait. We're going to have to. That's going to have to wait. Unless yeah. we go there and then we get dropped off in a bus at the border of Poland and have to sneak into Poland. If that we might go be there as refugees, exactly. If I am, yeah. uh, if I just say that I'm from Yemen, if I can pretend to be from Yemen, Lukashenko Otherwise, will give me a free ride across the border. We're going to, so, once yeah. this pandemic clears up, we should go to Kiev. That's it, Kiev. Ukraine, Armenia. Yes. Misha Kalin, everybody. Follow him on social media. What, what, what social media is best to follow you? Uh, Instagram. At Instagram. Misha Kalin Stand Up. Yep. K-A-L-H-I-N. Yep. Kalen. Kalen. And you'll so, see all the shows, all these shows, you're doing these English language shows, but also uh, uh, Belarusian la- or Russian language Russian. shows, I guess. Right? Pretty yep. cool. That's it, Cap. What should we do? Uh, we should get lost. Get lost. <laughs> thanks, Bill Dodson. Thanks, Drew Freilich.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 